0: Welcome, welcome, welcome. This is the Distraction Pieces podcast, episode 465. And I'm joined this week by an absolute legend, Kerry Godliman. I'm a big fan of Kerry. Kerry's in an amazing new show called The Undeclared War um, on Channel 4. You can catch up on all four. But I'm a big fan of her in general. She's w- w- wonderful in this, but her career has been amazing and she's been in so many of my favourite shows. But our paths have never crossed... Despite having a lot of mutual friends, our paths haven't crossed at all. So I was delighted to get to sit down and have a bit of a, a chat with Kerry. And she's as lovely as you, as you expect. Goodness, Spoiler alert, she's exactly as delightful as you would expect her to be. So um, yeah, this is a really ge- great chat. I'm going to get str- straight into it. It's brought to you as ever by SpeechDevelopmentRecords.com where you can get all that good merch. Patreon.com forward slash pip is where you can support the podcast. And twitch.tv forward slash Scroobius Pipio is where you can catch up on all my nonsense, including TPI Fridays. Whenever I get a chance on Friday evenings, head over to Twitch. It'll all make sense. There's loads of VOD there as well. so You can watch on demand. You don't have to catch live. All completely free. So yeah, head on over there for all of that. But for now, let's sit down and chat with Kevry Godliman. I had a panic then because they'd moved the recording button the, oh. the, and there's been a Zoom update and I suddenly thought, oh my God, I've not looked at it and I've, I'm right in the middle of it all. <laughs> I hate updates. I hate change. I just
1: think I'd like a, what's the opposite of an update? A down date, a back yeah, date. A
0: back date, exactly that. I'd much prefer that.
1: Yeah, I got offered an upgrade on my phone the other day and I was like, no, can I just go back to the old Nokia, if anything?
0: There's loads of things like that, mate, that... And, and and the annoying thing is I know that if I just go with it, it'll take me a week to get used to it and it's fine, <laughs> but I resist so much. I resist like, no, 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 I, I know how it all works on this one. Yeah, so I, absolutely. Oh, it'll take a week and it'll be normal again. Where but...
1: are we all going? Where's the end of this journey towards <laughs> relentless upgrading?
0: yeah exactly well um i'm joined today by kerry godlyman updates aside how are you or well, let's have an update how are you how's everything going i'm
1: all right i'm all right i'm i'm good today i'm really glad because we're having building work done. so i know when we were arranging this i was worried about are you, banging are
0: you're you having your house updated Lovely. yeah
1: having a little alley <laughs> turned into a side room that i don't really know what we'll do with but it won't be an alley so yeah
0: today's lovely i love it i i did that with an alley at mine recently and i thought i'm gonna hang like i'm just gonna do it as a kind of uh, a freestanding thing and i'm gonna hang like a a a heavy bag in this so i can do a bit of boxing and kickboxing didn't realize how thin it was i can (laughs) literally do jabs and that's about it a mate (laughs) of mine who does a lot of training came around was like yeah you can jab but you can't really do any moving around or anything more extravagant yeah, this, again Straight this
1: relentless desire to expand and you're like but to where for what i can't do anything with this
0: that was exactly it but is it all going smoothly i know building yeah. work can be bloody stressful no it it's fine proper it's do all your fine yeah no I it's love a champagne it. problem well, I, I appreciate you t- taking the time and fitting f- this chat in then before we get into everything, I always do like a whole life and career thing and your most recent project and all that. But how was Glasto? You, oh. You, you went Glastonbury at the yeah, weekend, right?
1: I'm still feeling a bit fuzzy. I, I love Have you I been had, before? Are you a regular? Yeah. Well, yeah. I'm not a regular. I hadn't been for 15 years. Yeah. But prior to that, I'd been about five or six times. First one yeah. in 92, I think. And then... Yeah, as I say, the last one was 15 years ago. So it was so lovely to go back. I didn't think I'd ever really go again. So it's funny when you find yourself doing something and you're like, oh, yeah, Yeah. I forgot how much I do love this.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I really enjoyed it. I love it. It's huge, isn't it? I I remember I I used to go as a youngster and we used to jump the fence because we were poor and couldn't afford tickets. Yeah, everyone jumped the fence. And then I ended up playing there for... A, a load of time so I think I've paid to go w- once right and I've been at least 10 times so yes I think I'm the
1: same I paid to go once joy. I bunked in quite a few times in the 90s and then the last yep. two times I've I done gigs I've done stand-up yeah. gigs so I've yeah. been legitimately invited um and got tickets that way but yes the bunking in days I feel bad about it but at the same time everyone was doing it it was the only Mate, way to go
0: really it makes honestly this is going to sound really stupid but I've had a few different things like this. It makes the being invited m- m- mean all the more. Because yeah, it it's really like this does. was somewhere I was never really meant to be. This was yes. always above me and now you're asking me. P- previously, I didn't want you to know I was here. Yeah. And now you're asking me in kind of thing. Oh, it's, it's
1: just the loveliest feeling to to have one of those little uh, lanyardy things yeah. that allow you to go into the backstage box. Oh, yeah, the, exactly. The feelings.
0: And, and just the little backstage tracks and that, the bits yeah. to walk along, particularly if it's Love a muddy it. year. I oh. mean, everyone, everyone who's not been thinks people who go bang on to, too much about how big it is and how long it takes to get everywhere. But I was hearing a, a that on the radio this week. It's the size of, of Bath. Is it? It's the same size as Bath. It's wow. Where they literally build a village, a, town, a city, yeah, a, a city. town.
1: It's insane, um, isn't it? It's sort of, You can't quite get your head around it. And it does slightly affect... What you choose to do with your time (laughs) there. Because there is a slight feeling of, look, I do want to see that band, but I'm not going to. I'm not not walking walking for 90
0: minutes to get over there. No. I always remember that the first few few years of having really ambitious lists of they're on at this time and they're on at that time. And then as I was getting older and older, I was like, which stage has the most people I want to see on?
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. I'll just
0: linger about there. And what's near the good food chair. places?
1: <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So, so who are
0: highlights? Like, like, who did you catch? It won't be um, all about Glastonbury, I promise. No, but... no,
1: it's fine. I'm happy to talk about Glastonbury. I, but <laughs> do you know what? My favourite was the first act I saw, which was Ziggy Marley, about this time yeah. last Friday. And yeah. I, and that was how I kicked it all off. And it was um it was lovely. It was such a lovely um set. And the sun was out and... I saw a lot. I saw Little Sims. I saw McCartney. I love Sims. Yeah. I, I did go and see Did Donna you stay Ross.
0: for all of McCartney? Because he did I a did. long set. I
1: bailed in Hey Jude. I was yeah. out of there. I started because yeah. I just suddenly thought I don't want to get caught up in the crush. So we just sort of, it was quite nice just walking through Hey Jude. Everyone yeah. singing it. yeah. Yeah, I yeah, I beautiful I, I, do, I went with a group of people that knew more what they wanted to do and I was quite happy to go with the crowd. Yeah. I didn't have like a sort of very locked-in agenda, really. Saw Supergrass, Skunk and Nancy. Oh, just so much treats.
0: Mate, there's so much. That's the best way to do any festival. Just have someone else has figured it all out and you oh, get to just that. go along and enjoy it. And but not, not if the... they're
1: a total itinerary loon, because then <laughs> yeah. you're like, no, dial it down. That's too much. I just want to have a pie.
0: I remember playing South by Southwest in Texas and I bumped into a a DJ called John Kennedy who's one of my favourite DJs. He does it. He's done XFM for years. He's broken so many bands and bumping into him in itself was exhausting because he was like, right, I'm going to catch 13 minutes of this band and then I go over to that stage and catch the last 15 of this band. And it was, because it is his job, I guess, but it was one of them where I was like, even no,
1: listening to it's exhausting, isn't it? Yeah. Imagine doing it. Imagine living it. <laughs> yeah,
0: exactly. Well, as I said I do want to talk about your whole career and everything, and I normally start at the beginning, but I want to kind of start by talking about the undeclared war, which is oh, okay. the, the show you're in, the new show on on on, on Channel Four. Tell me about it a, a little bit. It's a, a cyber crime. Yeah, show, right?
1: it's a it's a political thriller. It's about yeah a cyber attack. Uh, the the, yeah. the catchphrase in the show, the line that they've gone with, is that the Cold War never ended; it just went online. Yeah, and it's quite a sort of sinister proposition that basically, if we were attacked, it, that just how dependent we are, obviously, on the internet now and and our yeah. web existence. That, that the disruption that could be caused by a cyber attack is mind blowing. It's it's a really great piece of writing and um yeah it takes you on a pretty bleak journey. <laughs> yeah,
0: I've 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 watched the first uh, th- three episodes Have and you? again, I think the key to good writing <laughs> is making complex stuff not seem out of your grasp.
1: Well, it's amazing, isn't it, how they show the coding?
0: Yeah, there's there's lo- lo- loads of bits that I'm like They've given me enough to make me think I basically understand coding.
1: Yeah, exactly. But not, I mean, gone, I, but,
0: but not done too much to go, no, no, honestly, you're an idiot. You don't yeah. know, you've don't. you not got a clue what's going on, but, yeah. I
1: mean, I've been doing more dramas over the last few years. The amount of phrases that I've got no idea what I'm... Acronyms. So many acronyms. When I was doing Trigger yeah. Point, I was, like, getting them all mixed up. HMV and uh, PGCSE. And I'm like, yeah. no, it's not that. It's HMX. <laughs> The HMX 390, just getting all my phrases a little bit mixed up. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Undeclared World's got a lot of jargon in it, a lot of hacky jargon, Cody jargon.
0: But again, it's as I said, they make it weirdly understandable yeah. and access, accessible. How are you with all cyber stuff? I mean, we've touched on technology at the start, I, weirdly, but how do you great. find doing a show like that that is obviously so in that world? You mentioned and Trigger put a point as well with all the... All the, all the a police jargon and stuff. Yeah. How do you find scripts like that coming in and going, all right, this, I love is, it. this is going to be a bigger acting? I love,
1: well, yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's proper acting. It's like, oh, I'm really pretending. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. Um, I, I do love it. I, it's one of the lovely sides of acting when you completely immerse yourself in a world that is alien to you but with regard to tech and all that cybery stuff i am a bit at sea i am a real Luddite. and i think yeah. you know now having teenage kids and just seeing what that the world they live in is not comparable to the world i lived in as a teenager is you know it's a completely different way of viewing everything that kind of relentless sense of being watched or watching
0: i yeah. find that quite oppressive,
1: yeah. if anything yeah. But um, but they don't, and I don't want to kind of upset them. <laughs> you know, yeah. you don't want to constantly be on them going, it's, it's not right,
0: because yeah. it's their world. You, you know all the things you're already worried about. Here's yeah. the things you should also be worrying yeah. about. Yeah,
1: like the dark web's just a <laughs> click away. You've not you taken
0: know. this into account.
1: <laughs> yeah, absolutely. You know, at the moment it's just sort of joyful TikTok stuff. So, yeah, I, there's an upside.
0: I, I proper love w- watching people I know in shows l- are like this. And... S- Simon Pegg in this is so... He's proper nailed acting casual about all this jargon that I guarantee it took him fucking ages (laughs) to learn. Obviously, he's done that in Mission Impossible and all that kind of thing. But in this show, his character is next level because he's right at the top of it all. There's so much stuff that he's saying. I'm thinking... They're just sounds coming out of his mouth, and he knows that. But, but but he's done an amazing job of making it seem like he knows exactly what it is. He's That's the it, hardest. Not making a big deal of it.
1: No, absolutely. Just to make, uh, yeah, just to make that sort of <laughs> speaking seem like you say that stuff every day. Is try not. Is not. Try not easy. to look
0: insanely proud as you as you get as you get, the, as also you get as it all well, out. when
1: people are known for comedy, there's always that extra hurdle as well. Like that. Sometimes yeah. when I pop up in these dramas, I get a few tweets where people are like. What's she doing in that? I was in a thing called um Treadstone, which was yeah. like a kind of um, uh, what's it called? The ball. Like it was Bourne like a training yeah, thing. It, it was, was an audition for Bourne. that. The, oh, like, did the you? The scripts
0: were amazing. Yeah, yeah they yeah. were.
1: They were extraordinary. Oh, but course. I got a lot of um, shit on Twitter for like, "What's she doing? What is she doing in this?" It was as if I'd sort of gone on a taskmaster task and gone rogue and yeah. found myself yeah. <laughs> in, and found myself <laughs> yeah. in this mad American drama. Um, I would have loved it. And I don't yeah. think people were yeah. buying it. They weren't buying it. They were like, "What accent is she doing?" what is she doing you why know, did sometimes... she say bosh <laughs> yeah sometimes <laughs> doesn't you're fit really... with treadstone yeah if you're really too known for one thing some people are just not having it if you try and go on to something else
0: well i mean i've got to say i think it works i i've loved you in in dramas and i think it works really well because one of the things i enjoy about you in a lot of comedy is you're always playing a very real character i think that's the best of comedy is is obviously you've got your Jim Carrey's or whoever who do amazing over the top outrageous but a lot of your best comedy moments aren't played for comedy as such. So I think, therefore, it translates perfectly into drama and yeah. and stuff I, like that. I
1: love that sort of supernaturalism. That's always been yeah. my sort of preferred style of drama and acting. And I suppose maybe, I don't know, did that kick off with Ricky anyway, with The Office yeah. and all that, where you, yes. for a few beats early on when that first came out, where you like, are they acting? Or is that not yeah. acting? That fuzzy kind of it's not overly you know, it can seem almost real. I, I do love that
0: style. I was talking recently with with the director of, of this country and I was, I was yes, telling him I how um, the first, I stumbled upon the first episode of that and it was purely a thing where me and my brother were going to be watching a sporting event and it got delayed and uh-huh. we flicked over halfway through and we were exactly that. We were yeah. like, it seems ridiculous now, but yeah. there was a good half of it where we were like, Is this real?
1: Yeah, absolutely. Or is
0: this... And again, I'd always heard people say that about The Office, but it seems ludicrous to think of because they're such established characters now. Yeah. You can see how that works. Of when you are just flicking over and you've got, and you stumble um, on it and you don't yeah. know what
1: it is. Yeah,
0: like, and Who I are do. These lo- I
1: do love it. I really love that supernaturalism type of of drama and acting. So that's yeah. why sometimes, and that's the stuff I've really enjoyed doing, either with uh, Ricky or in Save Me or whatever. But when. When it is suddenly you're in a Jed Mercurio thing and you're coming out with, like, not phrases that are in your vernacular at all, yeah, you, then you yeah. really do have to bring a bit of, you know, acting chops.
0: Yeah, Jed don't fuck about with his scripts, does <laughs> no, he? He's very no. much his... And I was terrible when is. I was
1: a drama student and used to do Shakespeare and Chekhov, where, you're again, you shouldn't really fuck about with it, and I'd always yeah. be, like, paraphrasing, and they're like, you can't! It's <laughs> Shakespeare! It's iambic! don't fuck with the rhythm of it and I'm like oh they know what
0: I mean you gotta get the right tone and the right person haven't you I guess because again (laughs) Jed I I always remember talking to Jed and him being like astounded at times when people have turned up for auditions and haven't like learned it properly and it's like well no it's serious yeah whereas there are other things as you'll say with Instantly, a Sh- 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 Shane Meadows or someone comes to mind, but a Ricky as well, I'm sure, yeah. where there's going to be an element, oh, well, that's kind of the guideline. Yes, absolutely. And then we'll, like, and then we'll fuck about with a bit it. bit fluid.
1: Yeah. yeah, I worked with, um, oh, God, his name's gone out of my head, the Spinal Tap bloke. Um, yes. Christopher Guest. Yes, yes I did yes, a film yes. with him as well. And same, that tradition of being able to, um, you know, p- play with dialogue and character yeah. and have a bit of looseness with that. I do like that. And that's, I suppose, where the acting and the stand-up have kind of slightly sort of meshed into each other because, again, my stand-up set isn't pre- isn't very locked. I mean, it's yeah. sort of like the jokes are and the buttons are, but essentially how we get there isn't locked in. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's yeah. a fluid yeah. thing.
0: I love that. Um, when you were growing up, was comedy or acting, like what was the goal and the focus, or was it stuff that you stumbled into, or was there s- s- something else you wanted to do and then you turned up here
1: I did always love uh, I liked stand-up but I didn't really know how you went about doing it and I did go to stand-up from when I was quite young I'd go to gigs you know local gigs and stuff I grew up in Ealing in West London there were a few gigs over there so I did love it but I and I probably did have little aspirations to do it but I just wouldn't have known how to do it so I suppose a legitimate route is drama and acting and i did all like local youth theatre and went to drama school. And I was on that path, but not long after I graduated, I did a course at City Lit, a stand-up comedy course, and kind of renewed that passion as well. So the two went kind of in tandem. And it's funny because they are both performers, but they aren't the same. They're different worlds and they're different yeah. careers, really. Um, and for a long time... I sort of did both, and one didn't know that I did the other. Yeah, like I do it's gigs, kind of and people would, exactly. <laughs> like I pop up on the bill, and you know, or and it wouldn't be known that I did stand up. Or, do you know what I mean? And then when I started working with Ricky, I suppose then the two sort of slightly lined up.
0: I've I've got that with the po- podcast at the moment. I'll be on because I'm acting as as, as yes. well these days. I'll be on sets and stuff, and we'll have worked together for, for ages. And someone will set will or, or, or mention. A Wim Hof or someone unusual. Yeah, and would, oh, I've had them on my podcast. I've, yeah. yeah, I had them on, and it's then they are suddenly they in the next day going. I've just found five hundred episodes all of, of the
1: work. Yeah. yeah, and because you are such a renaissance man with the music as well, it's like all yeah. these different areas of work. And right. actually, sometimes these worlds don't collide. It is just never the twain, but it's lovely to be able to to butterfly between different areas of creative work. I love
0: that stuff. And I think you're completely right. It it may sound weird to kind of keep them separate, but it makes it all the more beautiful when the two do overlap or or, or, or organically find themselves together. As I said, I'd never be one to go on set and be like, oh, I used to be a rapper or or this or that or these other things. But it means it's beautiful that we'll be working together for a month and then someone will go is this you? Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, 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 I do know. Yeah, yeah I did but that occasionally
1: well. a, a colleague actor will be like, you're quite funny. I'm like, I'm, I'm a comedian. I do, <laughs> I, do, I, do, I do comedy.
0: I'm meant to be. <laughs> but they didn't know.
1: They didn't know that that is what I do, you know. And why would they? P-
0: People who are listening probably get bored of this because it's an area that, f- that fascinates me so much because of the way I came into acting and the time I've come into acting. But for a long time, I think one of the best things... And I want to talk about the BBC and Channel 4 because they've both been under attack recently and I think yeah. this is one of the reasons I think they're absolutely essential resources is for so long the kind of the workshop and the 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 work experience that on-job learning was Casualty, Holby, The yeah. Bill, Doctors, all these shows and you've done all of them. And again, it's it's crazy because I'll I'll have Michael Fassbender on and he was in like Holby or something and things yeah. like that. And So no matter how big or small, it feels like... They are the places that 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 that, that build our, our our great stars and let people learn on the job totally. rather than just in acting school or whatever else. So you did all four of them there. How were yeah. they to be part they of? and How was that?
1: Incredible. I mean, I I think maybe Casualty was my first job out of college. I think and Holby. Yeah, they all came fairly early on. All those shows and Doctors, another one that's another staple. And I loved it. I think you do feel like what must have been the equivalent in the old days to repertory theatre. They yeah. have that sort of feel where they just, you do kind of learn your craft. And obviously you've got the regulars on those shows, but if you're, if you're guesting on them, you are just coming in and you're learning a lot. That's for a lot of people, the first time you're ever on a set and you just get to see how, a how a set works. Um Yeah. And and just the sheer body of work and the amount of people that just make those programs yeah. possible, you know, and turn and the over people those stories. to learn offers. Absolutely, so as you
0: said, the regulars are some absolutely astounding actors. A, f- yeah. a, f- a friend of mine, Rosie Marcel, in Holby City last year was getting loads of award noms and stuff, yeah. and it was great to see because you don't often see that. Because we take them for granted, a absolutely. Bit. Your yeah, casualties there's... and your hobbies—we take it for granted. It's there. It's there. But yeah. there's some amazing performances it, in there.
1: You're right. it's a it's, yeah. you know. Is worth checking in on that.
0: The The knock was was the other one I saw. I used to love the knock. Oh, again, I've I have no remember real memory of it. But
1: I know it's a, again. It was another one. That was an ITV drama. Yeah. Uh, do you remember like London's Burning and although yeah. they were they were the staples of the, um, like a lot of people when we first got out of college. They, they were the auditions they were going up for. Bad Girls, all those shows.
0: Bad Girls was amazing. A few of the I always remember a few of the London's Burning lads would come and do a charity f- f- football match against my yeah. my kind of school and and local area. the mums would be very excited. Anyone <laughs> anyone from from London's Burning or Soldier Soldier, Get, they'd, oh, be, Soldier they'd be Soldier, losing their right. shit. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Very, very I remember excited. all
1: those
0: shows. <laughs> so, um, I mean, you, you touched upon working with Ricky earlier that's been kind of a huge part of your career right and that's started in extras extras was the first thing you did right that's
1: right i do i I very i think i did audition for other stuff like over Mm -hmm. the years and went on tape and i did have a little bit on extras i did a little couple of scenes in life's too short as well yeah uh with warwick and then yeah and then Derek. And it was it was a big shift. To be in something with him is a bit of a, you know, game changer because yeah. suddenly other work comes in that might not have otherwise, you know.
0: And Derek did feel like one that it felt like a big return for Ricky. Although he'd always been doing a lot of things, it yeah. felt like it was it, extras or, or I guess extras and, and life too short felt quite a similar kind of area and world. Yeah. and Derek yeah. felt like the first thing he'd done in a while that was really, this is completely new. Yeah, isn't an area he's touched upon before, and it was amazing. And you were right at the front of that, right?
1: Yeah, absolutely. And it was a real like, unlike Afterlife, which is quite like I don't see the other actors that much on Afterlife, I just sort of yeah. pop in and in and out. But, um, but there was a real sense of like a group for Derek, like we we, we made set... that
0: cast I we've, know, we've, we've Holly Dempsey, with Holly Dempsey, with Carl Pilkington, Joe Wilkinson, David L., Doc Brown. Brett Emmy Goldstein. Award winner Brett Goldstein.
1: Yeah, I know. I mean, <laughs> God, his trajectory has been pretty phenomenal, isn't it? It's wonderful.
0: Yeah. yeah,
1: yeah. It was a really special show. It just felt like a real little family while we were shooting that, and um, all the older people that lived in the home as well. They were fantastic, and they created a real sense of place. And it 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 just it felt quite special when we were making it.
0: Yeah. It already Lovely. seems
1: like ages ago now as well. That's mad. When it things... is mad, isn't it? How quickly yeah. these
0: things kind of yeah. turn around and move on. It's... For me, when I was looking up, it was longer ago than it feels like because from watching it, it feels so recent. And then it's like, oh, man, that was 10 years ago. Yeah, yeah. 10 years.
1: I think the pilot was 10 years ago. I think a lot of people are rediscovering it or discovering it for the first time on the back of Afterlife Yeah. because that's the good thing about Netflix. It's sort of just sitting there waiting for people to find it. And then after Afterlife, probably it offers them Derek and they're like, what's this? Yeah. And that's um, that's given that a bit of a, a revival,
0: really. A lot of again, Joe jo Wilkinson in both, David Earl in yeah. both, yourself, yeah. obviously, Ricky. Um, well, I mean, speaking of Britt Goldstein, he's admitted two questions for you today. Oh really? Um, so <laughs>
1: <laughs> I'm amazed you could fit it in. He's a busy man.
0: The first question is: Do you know that the internet thinks that uh, the two of you are married?
1: Oh, I didn't know that, no. Apparently
0: that comes up a lot. That, that really? That, that people well, seem have, to think you're both married.
1: We've got wedding photos, yeah. We have got wedding photos. Yeah
0: yeah exactly that's they're gonna, better than my wedding photos it. our wedding really? my,
1: mine and brett's wedding photos <laughs> my real wedding photos there's one behind me here oh great they're a bit shonky but the ones with brett uh, i might just replace all the ones i was gonna say mate we're photoshop's just, easy these yeah, days just pop, just pop cut, your
0: husband's head on yeah, brett pop
1: ben's face over <laughs> brett's face <laughs> You're yeah. all good. no i wasn't the, aware the internet thought we were married but yeah, i'm not
0: surprised the, the other question he's got is do you miss doing clubs
1: Oh, that's a good question. Yes and no. I did one the other night. I don't do as many now because I tour more, but
0: um,
1: I do a bit. I miss the green room. It's a different thing,
0: isn't it? And festivals give a little bit of that, I think. From from my experience of touring as well, doing your own tours is one thing, but I used to love the festival season because you are having to work a bit harder and there are people there who don't know who you are and you're having to win them over. Whereas on your own tours, it's amazing, but... They're there for you, yeah. So absolutely, it, kind of, is it that, feels
1: a bit like you could almost mu- not. You couldn't say anything, but yet they're on side straight yeah, away. Yeah, yeah, yeah. With clubs, you definitely have to win them over. You have to work a little bit harder. Those first few seconds are a bit more uh, dicey, yeah. and it's mostly the green rooms. I think that's the thing that everyone missed in the lockdowns as well. It's the green rooms. You just miss, even if it's like it doesn't have to be amazing. Not every green room has got incredible energy, but it's just a sort of sense of community that yeah. I do love. I do love the club scene.
0: It's weird because it's a, such a community job. Yeah, in the in that everyone's there's a scene, all this kind of. Until you get to a certain level, and, and then, then you're it on kind your of own stops again. being that. Because yeah. and depending on who you pick to support you on tour, that's kind of it. That becomes your circle for a yeah, while. Yeah, so Absolutely. Absolutely. It's weird, isn't
1: it? It is really odd. And, uh, like, sometimes I've got friends that even tour alone. I do have support out, the lovely Jake yeah. Lambert, and he's brilliant company in the car as well. Because sometimes you, ju- you do just want company. You just want to yeah. chat and talk shit and listen to podcasts. And, you know, it is that connection thing. And I've had friends that have done tours on their own, and they just... Get lonely. You just do get lonely. Yeah. I mean, I, the other downside of the club, I do love the clubs, and I'm lucky because I live in London, so a lot of them are not that far away from me, but it's the travelling that's tough. It's yeah. being on the road and schlepping about and eating crap and getting back really late and all that stuff. I don't miss that, but I do miss the actual... As,
0: as weird as it's it's it sounds, I completely relate to that, and it's not even about the money side of it. It's about getting to do a proper set, because on, yeah. on your tour show you get to do a proper... Full shit, long shot, yeah. But and and so for that, the travel, all this other stuff is worth it, is what it is. But yeah, when you're getting to go up and do a little bit, and then it's like, oh man, it's taking me two and a half or two hours, hours to, get to get here. In, yeah, now yeah, I
1: want to do longer than a 20 minute set. And
0: now I'm doing 20 and minutes. <laughs>
1: there is something lovely about a 20 minute set. When I did one the other night, not having done loads lately, there's something just so. I suppose it's like a song or a, a poem, or it's there's something the brevity of it is what I do love about stand up. Sometimes that long form thing is like it's great, but I. Even as a punter, like, I love watching stand-up, but I cut out around an hour. I don't need, mm. you know what I mean? I don't need two hours of one it person's well It forces walkie. you
0: to tighten up, it even though it's not in your nature. Exactly,
1: and you pick, like, re- you're really careful with where you put the laughs and the beats and whatever. It's almost musical, and I do like that discipline, and the clubs give you that discipline. They, You, you yeah. don't want to tell any sad stories in a 20-minute club set. You, you no. do have to just bang out the funnies, and I do exactly.
0: like that. I heard- Lou L- Sanders talked about it recently, who's one of my favourite comedians oh, in Lou. the world. Um, but <laughs> s- someone was saying to her, your energy is kind of, it goes everywhere, anything yeah. can happen. And Lou was like, Oh, yeah, no, that's not intentional. And apparently Sarah Pascoe at one point suggested she get a tight 20 and Lou did that for about a week and it was the best set she's ever done. She oh, just, really? It's just, she just can't stick to it. It's not in her nature, so it's kind of almost yeah. an annoyance because the person who was, was saying, I think it was Kiri, was, was saying, like, that's what's great about you. She was like, oh, no, I would be better if I could have more discipline, but I just... I need to go up there and be free.
1: Exactly. But when you're doing the clubs all the time, you do sort of work in a really tight, like I, I thought I thought this the other night when I was doing this club set. I, I Back when I cl- did clubs all the time, like four or five nights a week, I had an almost perfect club set where you had yeah. all the little callbacks and then your closing joke was like a proper banger. But I suppose you do slightly lose that discipline when you're doing longer shows, where I sort of forget that a tight 20 can have all these neat little Fancy flourishes that yeah. I, uh, yeah, that are not as you know, they're not as tightened up when you're not doing clubs.
0: It's weird, isn't it? Though, but you enjoy. I don't know. I think there is. It's probably an indulgence, but I enjoy the kind of the openness of it. I always remember yes. a, a mate of mine a t- a telling me about. um He saw me in a poetry s- s- slam once, and I didn't do many of them because it's not. I'm not really into the competitive s- side of things. But yeah. he was saying you had t- a ten minutes and you did these three pieces. And I was like, man, like all th- those three pieces I did in that slam all went on to be my most popular songs. And it's like, I I should have always just been going about doing these three because they were clearly the best three pieces I had. In any other set, in any other set, I would have added all these other bits which I liked at the time.
1: Yeah. And
0: he's like, no, because you were re- restricted to ten minutes. And it, as I said, it stands the test of time because they're the ones that went on to be successful but i wouldn't when, have chosen that no otherwise. but that's
1: what's interesting sometimes when i look back on things that people ask me to do that i was a bit reluctant i remember a years ago someone asked me to do a, a club called the storytellers club and i never yeah. thought of myself as a storytelling comic i was more of a kind of i don't know just jokes like brevity yeah. sort of appealed to me and this woman said come and do a storytellers and i was like all right i'll have a go and actually that did teach me a sort of slightly different rhythm and a slightly yeah. longer form and then i was able to imagine doing longer shows. Because when you just do short set, when you start out, you're just doing like a tight four and then a tight seven and then a tight 10 and then a 20. But then, so the thought of doing an hour just seems impossible. You're like, how would I feel an hour? I don't know where you'd do that. And then someone just, you know, kicks you up the arse and makes you do something that scares you. And then you're like, oh, I can imagine that. And by opening it up to this sort of notion of storytelling, it breathes a bit of life in it. Do you think as well now, maybe there's a different trend with comedy style anyway. Like maybe when I started in the early noughties, that kind of tight thing, gag, 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 gag. I don't know if that is the trend now. Like, because there is a fashion in comedy and maybe lose way and that kind of slightly more open. Going back to what we were just talking about with acting, that sort of naturalism where you do sort of almost feel like the person on stage is a bit looser, even if it is you know, a contrivance, but it essentially as a performance style it's looser. I think it's more on trend now. That's your yeah, style. I,
0: I I think it's got to a really good happy medium. I think yeah. there was the the era of your Mitch Hedberg, Jimmy Carr type yeah. quick quick gags. Then Slick. there was then there was the, the dead relative era where it was all an hour-long show about losing someone or, you know, being really heavy. And then I think it's a nice middle ground now where people can explore heavier stuff or tell big, long stories, but also, you know, have loads of gags in there, have loads of of laughs per show still yeah you know? i think it's a really good i think medium. you need
1: that medium yeah you need a bit of heart but not you know you, you do need that's what edinburgh's brilliant for because you see all yeah. that in in its pride you know people like really understanding that you need a little bit of texture you can't just do a whole hour of jokes or a whole hour of sad stories you yeah. do need to sort of um you know flex some of those skills up and down well,
0: i mean speaking of texture I want to talk a little bit about, you touched upon it earlier, s- s- Save Me, because I think it's an astounding show. Ooh. I always don't like to say underrated because that implies something isn't successful. <laughs> it's amazingly rated. It's won yeah, yeah. loads of awards. It's it's a huge show, but I don't hear nearly enough people in my circle, I guess, are t- are talking about it because I think, yeah, it's amazing. It touches it upon amazing. a really heavy and dark s- subject, but it, touches upon it in a really nuanced way it's it's largely about abuse kidnapping paedophilia and, and yeah. all these these the, these heavy things but it's certainly not kind of by numbers it, it goes off in unusual angles i think S- stephen graham's character is amazing in it because yes, it, it sure really is. shows an uncomfortable nuance really oh, totally. of someone who got with someone a lot younger than them but it wasn't a villainous thing. It's yeah. like there's loads of things like that in it that I think Difficult wow that's really subjects. brave to write a yeah, really, and really brave. yeah and but tackled s- s- so well and yeah so I guess how's that to work on and how do you approach projects when it is that heavy? You said it's not it's not comedy. <laughs> it's, it's it's not laughs. It's a really serious No, absolutely, but there is humor in there's it. There's loads of humor in it. And again that's the beauty of the the yeah, approaching the way they've approached that's Absolutely. A, subject, a lot of people would have approached and gone, no, this has to be bleak, mm. dark, <laughs> yeah. really heavy, British drama. And it's like, Absolutely. no, it be a mixture. I think
1: that's that was its real success, is that he created an ensemble of characters, especially all those scenes when we were all in the pub and there was all it was yeah. quite um, a lot of banter. And yeah. he and that sort of working class kind of community. Banter. He just nailed it. He just created a world that just seemed so authentic. And humour really did play a massive part in that, in the energy and the pace. And that's why when the disruption comes in and this darkness comes in, how those people respond and the language that they use and it, the way it, it changes their world order, in a, like those pub scenes at the beginning that are all yeah. up, You know, like, that is, like, there's loads of humour in it. And then just those pub scenes later on when just, you know, it's, I think it was so beautifully put together. I think Lenny's such a talent. And those lines, to going back to what we were saying earlier about learning lines, they just fell out of your mouth. Those lines—they felt so natural, yeah. and the the scenes and the exchanges between those characters just felt so real. You know, it's
0: so easy to learn when the writing yeah. is just feels natural, doesn't it? Yes, yeah. I've I've found that bizarre a few times. I've had an audition come in that's the sh- the, the quickest turnover, and I've mad, gone gone to email my agent saying, "Look, I've not got time. I'm busy." Yeah. and I've read it, and I've been like. Oh, I, know, I can film this now. Yeah, I, like, I know this. It's so it's weird that bizarre. when it,
1: and then it feels like you literally it fits you like a glove. Like yeah. when I read that character, teens, I was like, I know I can, I can play yeah. this character. Yeah. I knew who she was. I understood it. I loved her. I just thought she was such an adorable yeah. character and their relationship. I completely understood it. And I love the estate. I love their that whole world that he created. That you yeah. don't see that much on telly. Just I going to say I sense of community.
0: You've nailed it there in 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 fo- focusing it. Obviously, it is focused, but in focusing it on the pub because you really get that the family feel of a uh, working class pub. In that uh, there is humour, there's lightness, but there's fierce, fierce loyalty and protectiveness uh, over everyone else, and that that comes across so many times. It's when, it, as you say, when the, the darkness does come come in. It's everyone's problem. It's absolutely. everyone's issue. It's not it's not that person's problem. No, absolutely. You know? a... Like
1: he's such a beloved member of that community that his problem is our problem. Yeah. You know, I just loved that. And then when he wrote save me too, mm. I had no idea where he was going to go with that. And then yeah. he just opened up this whole other storyline and Leslie Manville came in to play that character which was just unforeseen to play yeah. That kind of character and to show that sort of storytelling, it was amazing.
0: Yeah, I think it's absolutely yeah astounding bit of television. And another one I wanted to uh, talk to you about. Again, I could I could literally have gone through your IMDb one at a time, <laughs> but I'm cherry picking here. Another show that I, that blew me away, and I think again, not underrated. But I think if the release date hadn't had to been pushed back because of a pandemic and everyone oh, not yeah. knowing what's going on, was adult material. Adult I material, thought it was. Yeah. I thought it was amazing. Haley, and Me that too. was... Her performance was amazing. I the can't writing. remember the young girl's name in it was who I hadn't seen before. Everyone. I thought all everyone was amazing. I thought the writing was amazing. And again, yeah. it's a topic that's often botched on TV. Sex totally. work is an area that's often written about by people who have no experience of it yeah. and botched it. Even even if they're trying to do a nice thing. Even no, if they're absolutely. trying to represent it positively. No, they, they felt did like their this really. They did their research and it really... Again, it threw some uncomfortable things in there. Mm. You know, it's it, 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 similar to S- S- save me. It wasn't simply a S- sex works all right. Really, there's some people no. who love it. It was like Absolutely. no, there's there's real positives and there's and real again, negatives and there's humor. real mixture of characters and the, so humor, much humor. So
1: many jokes through yeah. that script, even if you're dealing with def- difficult subjects. Yeah. That the the necessity of humor in those characters' speech
0: yeah. and
1: and relationships. It's like if you take it out. Something's missing, yeah. You know, yeah. and funny jokes, like yeah. really funny yeah. jokes,
0: yeah. in there.
1: Like Lucy Kirkwood's an extraordinary, extraordinary talent.
0: And ludicrous situations. Again, of course, there's going to be hilarious situations mixed Absolutely. in with the really dangerous and dark situations. Absolutely, and horrible stuff. but there's well, going to be stuff. Well, they wanted to show
1: where... it as a job. So when those two characters yeah. are, you know, on set in a porn film and yeah. talking about getting an extension done round the back well yeah you yeah. know you're yeah. like yeah it's a job they're like that's you know they're yeah. going to work and they're just that's water cooler chit chat for them I love but it. yeah and it wasn't preachy and it wasn't judgy you know no. it just showed and but essentially it's a workplace drama so what you're saying is this this crime has been committed there's a there's a mystery at the heart of that storytelling it just and it just so happens that the workplace that this is set is not GCHQ like in the, mm. you know, undeclared war or whatever. This happens to just be the workplace, is, you know, the porn industry. And our yeah. lead character, our protagonist, is a porn star yeah. that is getting to the end, maybe, of her career and she's not feeling as young as she once was. And she's sort of reviewing consent and exploitation and all these themes that, of course, are going to run through the heart of um, a conversation around sex
0: work. Yeah. And I, again I I I love that I think all of these things it, it's a conversation that comes up with a representation a lot whether it be of particular industries or particular cultures. Yeah. The quick fix ignorant version of representation was here's Wonder Woman yeah, she's a totally. lead. It's like right cool that's that done. Do Wonder enough. Woman's really exciting that's wonderful but I also want someone like Batman who's broken and dark and got yeah. issues and I also want someone like you know all, all Showing these variations, of things rather than just here is a strong, powerful woman. It's like cool. I do want that as well. But yeah, yeah. The- the- the job isn't finished now. No, absolutely. And we've not now got representation. No, you've gone, I completely agree. There's a agree. woman in a thing. Oh, thanks.
1: Yeah, Thank no, you there's for a gift. lot of that. Especially sometimes in comedy, you'll be sort of like, yeah, but you're sort of told, yeah, but the woman's strong. And you're like, I don't want her to be strong. I want her to be vulnerable and I want her to be real and I want her to be edgy and gritty and complex and flawed. Yeah. You know, I don't want just to be, to, to show a strong woman and that be, like yeah. you say, just token representation. It's nowhere near enough. I mean, the amazing thing about, um adult material it came out not that long after also i may destroy you and those two shows yeah. just game changers with regard to conversations around 100%. um you know that those stories about consent and and power and 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 self-possession and 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 self-realization and the complexity of that amazing storytelling that you th- yeah. think here we are now he- now we're here you can't go back you can't yeah. go back to just showing what women in one way they were amazing pieces of tv
0: I mean, if if recent American legislation is anything to go by, we're oh, going to try to go back, but, 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 wow. but hopefully it's we can't. It's difficult,
1: isn't it? It's difficult to know what to say about it. It's yeah. just so appallingly upsetting yeah, that, and shocking. I, th- I think that's the thing. It's the shock yeah. that we're in the situation where that... I mean, apparently there's talk of it, you know, that some of our legislations aren't safe. Yeah. And you go, for don't take anything
0: this, for granted. It sounds... Try it, but I honestly think the arts are so important in these discussions and yeah, in absolutely. these conversations because I think I've I've said a few different times. There's a certain kind of person who will watch a documentary on a subject, mm. and I'm all over that. I can't get enough. Oh, but I there's also a, a certain kind of person who won't. So bringing these subjects into drama, into fiction, into yeah. comedy, into all these other places are ways to get these conversations into more living rooms. Around the country, into more families, these conversations between dads and daughters that maybe wouldn't have happened, yeah, yeah, absolutely, and just there's more of it. What was that
1: recent? I was talking to my daughter because she was doing her mocks about history, American history, and what was it, Miss America, that thing with Kate Blanchett about the, that was so good. And again, I was
0: was told about it the other day, and I didn't hear about it at all. And a mate of mine was 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 telling me about it. It sounds absolutely astounding. It was
1: incredible. It was incredible. And just with re- regard to, you know, what's going on now in American politics, it's just like, wow, that that was such an informative piece of TV drama that explains so much of what's being dismantled now.
0: Yeah. Well, um, speaking of dismantling, <laughs> t- two things that you touched upon there, were I may destroy you and adult material, and they were produced by Channel 4 and the BBC. And I think people don't realise how important the way Channel 4 and the BBC are run is to yeah. the arts and the future of the arts. I think there's so many people who are now our biggest experts. You talk of a Brett Goldstein winning Emmys yeah. and whatever else. So many of these people have got to where they are because of uh, uh, Michaela Cole being a prime example of both. Mm. Channel 4 giving her a break on, ch- on chewing gum, yeah. BBC giving her the freedom on I May Destroy You. They're the channels again. Like I, 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 I was thinking about this <laughs> as I was preparing the uh, the questions today, and I thought I don't want to, as a working actor, I don't want to piss off ITV or Sky <laughs> or Netflix or any or, of these others on yeah, Netflix. Yeah. But if you think of the classic British dramas and British comedies, they're almost all the BBC and channel 4 the ones that i think of as iconic the ones that i think of as my favorite and an amazing and i think it's because of the way they're funded and because of their Absolutely. they don't have to simply chase ratings it's not simply a ratings based thing it's an artistic choice based thing and i think yeah that, and not and not to say they're not flawed i think the thing both is- of them have, have 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 had to come had had to jump forward in recent years with the changes of streaming with Netflix and even things like HBO and stuff like that doing amazing things I yeah. think that there is always development to be had but I think they seem to be the two places that have always done that you know absolutely forward and, and also people
1: just maybe sometimes if things are taken for granted, you know, like yeah. by extension as well, what we're talking about, like the NHS or, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. being a member of the EU or whatever. And yeah. people are just think, oh, it well, doesn't work, let's get out, let's change it, let's review it. And you go, no, you will miss it when it's gone. Yeah. Yeah. If you do not look after it, you will miss it because it yeah. does play a different role and it's objective, like you say, it isn't only that corporate template where everything's only about ratings and profit. There are other ways to make art. There are other ways yeah. to create work and you know people to come together and make stuff and the bbc and channel 4 offer that and they're bloody good at it and if they go away they will be missed if they're gone they're gone you can't get them back You
0: know exactly and and a lot of people don't realize as well that bbc studios and channel 4 make a lot of stuff for your netflixes and your apples which always the comparison of we've gone to a streaming system that's like no, they wouldn't exist, and no, I mean, absolutely. I mean, we'll get on to talking about afterlife, but afterlife wouldn't have existed without Derek. No, and, absolutely, and, and Derek and Channel... wouldn't have existed without the without office. Without the office, you know, and these the BBC things took a chance, and extras and made the all of these things,
1: absolutely, yeah. and you know, all roads lead back to where you know people taking yeah. a leap of faith. Yeah, and um, yeah, I think we need to sort of hold on to it. It's a very precious thing.
0: I completely agree. Well, I mean, let's talk about afterlife because. It's one of the biggest shows in the world, Kerry. That's Literally, mad. one of the biggest shows in the That's world. Mad. How insane is that? <laughs> totally insane. It's funkers, isn't it? But it, it, just it blows must, my mind. It must be even more mad for for you because of your your role in it. You're not kind of getting to see the rest of the production as such a lot yeah, of the time no, because I'm you're so, you're so isolated. So yeah. how is it to then kind of go? Oh, this thing that I probably you know I filmed all these small scenes with. Ricky no, on his Ricky phone. He's he done on his phone. On, yeah,
1: literally. a lot of my stuff's literally done on the phone. Um, it is mad. And it is an extraordinary privilege. It's funny, being at Glastonbury, I sort of had a bit of a moment because I suppose being at an event like that, which is such a concentration of so many people, I, I, a lot of people did come up to me and I hadn't yeah. quite anticipated that. Yeah. I get it now and then out and about, but because obviously there were so many people there, more people did it. And everybody's always so kind and tender when they come up and speak to me about afterlife because i suppose because it's about grief yeah. and everybody is affected by grief there's a tenderness when they just want to connect with me and there's a sweetness and like saying i like they cried with me like they've had yeah. Yeah. there's been some sadness around that and i think it's really odd that i've been a sort of present in i haven't but lisa's been present in these people's yeah. sort of sadness and cath- catharsis moment you know because always it's about accessing something else they've just remembered something else and it's triggered it for them um and it's it is mad it's mind-blowing but it's very it's very i don't know without i don't know what sort of phrase to use without sounding like a wanker but it does feel like a sort of privilege you know that you've shared something with with people
0: when we were talking about the stand-up you you talked about those early days of kind of needing to chase a laugh constantly and that being addictive R- Ricky's got proper addicted to making people cry. He loves and he's fucking good at it. Cry. And he he's he's, he's figured out he's exactly really how good. to do it's it. Like, and he's like, I'm going to do it again. I'm yeah. going to make you cry again, It's, it's, like, he's it's like he's Fuck got the off, Pixar. Stop it. It's the <laughs> yeah, Pixar exactly. formula
1: where you just make exactly. people cry, like the bits in you know Toy Story. You're like, oh, you fuckers! It's like a a chord where yeah. people are suddenly crying. Oh no! He's like, uh, I'm
0: having too much. F- F- funny with with David Earl and Joe Wilkinson yeah. and and rushing let's guns. Get and talking, out. Let's get we someone Let's Make out them cry. And make yeah.
1: everyone cry. Let's <laughs>
0: get my <me> phone out.
1: <laughs> get Kerry to read a poem from <laughs> Beyond the Grave. I love it. I yeah. love
0: it. But yeah, it's as I said. It's insane. Just yeah, It, it, it Just the way it strikes it's me as an interesting people. one. Yeah, yeah, the way it's it, effective. I can completely see how. Gl- 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 Glastonbury could have been overwhelming in a good way because yeah, you're kind out of out there going, oh, wow, look at these people. Yeah,
1: yeah. like people just coming over and like, literally hugging me because yeah. they're like, oh, you're alive. Yeah. You're alive. You're not dead, you know. Yeah. I mean,
0: just uh, not to kill you, Buzz, but a, l- a lot of, d- of drugs involved as well, oh, probably. 100%. percent I mean, <laughs> And I might
1: have participated a little bit myself. So maybe I was a bit more moved
0: than I would have been maybe on a big shop or a school run. I love it. Well, well, I mean, we're about to run out of time. And before we do, I need to talk about Taskmaster because it's the best show
1: in the history of
0: TV, I think. And I need to thank you for bringing the direct, no-nonsense, no working-class approach <laughs>
1: yeah, it's like that
0: Taskmaster had needed for so long. All these flouncy <laughs> artists
1: yeah, doing to be all clever, their silly ways of
0: doing things and you turn it, up and go, a what, we it, do that and we do that. Yeah." <laughs> I Absolutely. It. I How always, was that to be part of and then to do the Champion of Champions and it's stuff It's my as well.
1: favourite job ever. I can't yeah. believe it's even called a job. It's just yeah. playing and mucking about and laughing and having fun.
0: What, was winning a surprise? Because I want to know, that period between recording and doing the studio, did you think, oh, I've no. done really well? Or did you think, oh, my God, I'm clearly last place kind I- of?
1: I don't think I thought I was last place. I think early doors when I started watching things like whatever Phil Wang was doing, yes. I thought, Oh, <laughs> hang on. <laughs> I might I might have earned a few more points. The film. I don't know what he was doing with some of it. Do you think, think you
0: would have win. won if you weren't in the same series as Phil Wang and James Acaster? Oh, And absolutely Jessica Napp, no it idea. wasn't great. Rod Gilbert was mainly there to antagonise Greg. <laughs> so it was, I... it was a hell of a people to be up against. Like, it hang was. On.
1: But, um, I can win this. <laughs> I, well, I had no way of knowing. And also, you can never know what Greg's going to score people because yeah. he's just a bit mercurial in that way. But he, um, I only won by one point in a game of sausage or finger. If that isn't something that will ground you to... <laughs> to out how, how tenuous these things are. And what one a game point, as well. Jessica nearly won it. Anyway, I mean, to be one honest, one
0: game of sausage or finger. Matt's is my off. strong
1: point, and I knew it was close, and I knew that they were like, oh, who's won it? As we were sort of trying to tot it up in our heads, hang and on, it was it. like, oh, hang on, fuck, I've won it by a point.
0: I love it. Which is it's a beautiful show, man. And And, champion of champions.
1: I was slightly surprised by how competitive I was on that. Like I didn't. Yeah, because the first time I did it, you're a bit more playful, and you like you say, you don't really know how it's going to go. But once you've done it before, and then you go in, you do go in with your elbows out, and I tasted victory. I tasted victory. I did have a sense of, like, I know how these lot are going to go. And uh, the only thing I sometimes think with the way I do it is I just assume that everyone – I think, oh, I'm going route one. I just think, oh, of course everyone's going to do it like this. And it always amazes me that they don't. I'm like, what what, what are you doing? Something
0: Ed talks about a lot on the podcast is everyone always thinks, well, obviously everyone has done it this way. But that's particularly – I think it's why – It works particularly because it's all comedians. Comedians are successful as comedians because their way of thinking is slightly different from the rest of the world, kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. You know that's what that's what works.
1: It's such an amazing show. I mean, I one of my favourite things about doing it, especially the studios stuff, is just sitting and laughing at Greg and Alex because they've got like total double act vibes. I mean, they are. It's like sitting just watching Morecambe and Wise or something. Yes, it's just the yeah. most wonderful double act. Their, their and, whole and when, thing
0: when either of them crack is the bo- <laughs> is the most beautiful moment. When either of them crack from their characters and have absolutely, a little giggle, it's glorious. Absolutely.
1: I just love the low status Alex stuff and just the yep. smacking him down <laughs> high status Greg stuff. I just I can watch it all day long. It's
0: perfect. Well, I'll wrap things up. By asking what's ahead, obviously the undeclared war, obviously um, yeah, you're having an alleyway cool. turned into a, a, a room of some sort. <laughs> a room Is that I there can anything only else ahead? Yeah, things jabs. It's on in. one
1: angle, yeah, jabs or like do a bit of yoga, but not turning Brilliant. around, just yeah. triangle pose. Um, well, I'm, I'm doing more Bosch dates actually. My tour, Great. I so love doing my tour and it was sort of postponed because of COVID and all that. So when it came to an end, I just put more in. So I've got some more Bosch dates in autumn great um they're all on my website uh i think there's going to be more trigger point next year we're going to shoot some more of that
0: i love it that's exciting you've got more
1: things exciting to learn and winstable pearl winstable pearl on acorn where um yes that's where i play a detective that's another sort of lead drama job but with bits of humor in yeah i love it i love it i love the variation
0: of stuff you do i think it's really it, it must make it more enjoyable totally. to, to, to do, I do this feel kind of thing, really to get lucky, that variation.
1: That I can do a bit of all sorts, you know, yeah. uh, all kinds of things. I hope that carries on, to be honest, because the minute you're doing exclusively one thing, it all starts to feel like a job. And you're like, yeah. oh, no, now I know what I'm doing next month. But I love not knowing what I'm doing one month yeah. to the next.
0: Yeah, it's part of the excitement, isn't it? Yeah. Well, thank you very much for taking the time. It's been an absolute joy. Oh,
1: it's uh, it such a pleasure. I'm so glad we got to do it. I've wanted to do it for a long time.
0: Thank you very much.
1: Lovely to meet you. You've been listening to Scroobius Pips Distraction Pieces.
0: There we go. That was Kerry Godleman. If that's your first time tuning in, there's a few people we mentioned there. Brett Goldstein, Carl Pilkington, Joe Wilkinson have all been on the podcast previously. So go and delve into the back catalogue and and enjoy some of them. David Earl, who's been on twice. He returned recently. But yeah, check them out. And then uh, I'll be back next week with more goodness obviously. So until then, stay safe. In fact, next week it's my birthday episode. Next week's episode drops on my birthday. So that's a very special one. I almost forgot. I almost forgot my own birthday, man. How sad. How sad. But yeah, very special episode next week. Until then, stay safe and stay sane. Ta-ta.